listening to First Church Charlotte. Hey Amen. It feels good in the house of the Lord this morning. I love every time I get the opportunity to come into the Lord's house and gleam a little bit from his presence. Anybody else feel the same way? Amen. Amen. I want to first say, thank God for church. Thank God for church. I don't know where I would be without church. Amen. I want to say thank you to our pastor who gives me this privilege to speak this morning. First, who loves their pastor? Come on. Amen. He's a a beautiful soul, a good voice in my life, and I thank God for him every time I see him. Not every day, but every time I see him, I thank God for him. But he's he's awesome. He's getting some much-needed R&R and, you know, He's at a church growth conference, so that's going to be good. He's going to come back on fire. So when he comes back, just get behind him, all right? If you're a visitor here this morning, as was previously stated, I am the student pastor here, and it's my privilege to love our students that are on the front row. I love every one of them. They're mine. (laughs) And we would like to invite you to come back when our pastor is in town, because he's awesome. I'm, I'm biased, but I think we have the best pastor in the world. Anybody else agree? Amen. If you would stand, open your Bibles, look up on the screens, pull out your phones. We're going to be in Psalms 51, 17. 51, 17. And the word says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. Somebody say broken. 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 This morning I want to preach the beauty of broken things. The beauty of broken things. God, I ask that you would be with us this morning. I pray that you would move in this place, that you would minister through me, God, and touch every heart, every mind, every soul in this building today in the wonderful name of Jesus. And let the church say, amen. Amen. Anybody ready to have some church? All right. One of the greatest blessings and one of the greatest curses of humanity is our ability to point out problems. We almost instantly can tell when something is broken, when something is wrong, or when something just isn't working. We can tell when we walk into a restaurant or walk into a building when there's something not right there and it doesn't resonate with your spirit. When you listen to something and it doesn't resonate with your spirit. Now, it can be a blessing and it can be a curse. The reason I say this is because if you're in the business of pointing out other people's problems, it can be a curse. If you're in the business of critiquing and criticizing other people, that gift can be a curse unto you. Now, there's a difference when it comes to discernment because it's for protection. 
But when you're doing it to cast down or to tear down, it is a curse. But this same gift that I feel all of us have can be a blessing when we can use it to point out the problems in our own life. God, I know that I'm broken here. I know that I'm broken there is a lot better than saying, I know that they're broken here and I know that they're broken there. While some may toss a broken thing by the wayside, others see a unique opportunity for restoration. When our iPhones break or our coffee makers break or our computers break, we just throw it by the wayside and just replace it. In fact, we were looking for a reason to replace our iPhone anyway. (laughs) You know, when something breaks, we're already thinking, well, I got to get a new one. Not can it be restored, can it be salvaged, can it be saved, it's, I guess insurance will pay. (laughs) And so we're already thinking of the new thing, but this morning I'm grateful for a God who did not replace me. For a God who did not say out with the old and here comes someone better. But that God decided that I was worth saving, that God decided he would restore me, and that God decided that he can do something with the mistakes in my life. He doesn't want to just throw you away. He wants to restore you. This morning, I want to express how grateful I am that God has not given up on us, but is actively reaching for us in spite of our own filth, our own dirt, our own mistakes, our own sins. He still reaches for you and me. When you restore furniture, often you have to strip down the the blemishes and strip down the cracks and strip down the problematic areas because it's then and only then that you're able to put on a new stain, to put on a new covering. Before God can paint you a new picture, sometimes he has to take care of the old problematic areas. And we want God, you know, Lord, just make me new. I want to be, I want to be bright. I want to be flashy. I want to be new. I want, I want that new car smell. But we can't clean our old ones. (laughs) I'm preaching to myself. But God will get in there and he'll deal with the problems, deal with the imperfections, and then and only then can the work in progress receive a new stain, receive a new coloring. God never was interested in hiding our problems. God was only interested in solving problems. He was not interested in throwing you away. He was not interested in shaming you or putting you under the bush. God was interested in making you new. Not getting someone new, but making you new. Making all things new. God can do something with the broken pieces of our life. The mistakes that we made can be a testimony for the kingdom of God. Before I go any further, I have to address one thing, and that's that we're all flawed and we're all broken. Now, I know some, 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 just a small portion of those in the room today. I know that some of us are going to say, you know what? I'm not broken. Things are good. You know, my, my clothes are nice. 
my marriage is nice, my family's good, things are working out all right for me. But the truth of the matter is every person is broken. We may be broken differently, but we're all broken nonetheless. You may be able to hide the brokenness, but we're all broken nonetheless. I can say this not because I know you and I know your business, but I can say this because it's the nature of humanity. Humanity is flawed. Humanity is broken. But I did not come this morning. I did not stand up here with with a little bit of energy to tell you that you should be thankful that you're broken. (laughs) But instead, I want to rejoice over the one who can fix broken things. The Bible says that he cannot deny a broken heart. He will not deny a broken spirit. There's something about broken things that God is attracted to. He, I, he loves a good project. You think your mess is, is a lot. His power is even greater. Whenever you bring your mess to God, God says, hey, I can fix something. I can rearrange something. He's the, he's the great physician. He's the great engineer. If there's a problem in your heart, a problem in your life, God can be the one to fix it. We look at our mess and we look at our broken pieces and we coward, we, we hide in shame. We think that it makes us less of a child of God. Mm-mm. God sees the brokenness and still invests. And still, the Bible says, when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, you were broken before he got involved. I may not have known that I was broken, but God knew that I was broken. And the truth is, when we have that transparency in our heart, that transparency in our life that says, you know what, I'm not going to pretend, I'm not going to act, I know that there's something wrong in my heart. It's so easy for us to come into the house of God and put a mask on our face. So easy for us to put a mask on our face and it says righteous, it says holy, it says living right, it says okay, it says says successful, it says all right. But when we remove the mask, there's some things that we're dealing with underneath that no one else knows. I'm going to tell you one of the most told lies in America. Now I have no statistics for this, so I just made it up. The most told lie in America is, I'm fine. I'm fine. How you doing today? I'm fine. But in the back of your head, oh, I just got laid off. Oh, my car just broke down. Oh, I'm fighting with my mom's cousin, right? Oh, I'm fighting with my wife's dad. Oh, I have this going on. I have that going on. But our quick response is, I'm fine. Because we want to hide our reality. We don't want to be transparent. We don't want people to see our mess. We don't want people to think that we don't have it all together. And although you may be able to fool the people that you're talking to, and truth be told, you can even fool yourself. You cannot fool God. If you want to make God life, just say, God, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm all right. I don't need anything. 
And the truth is, the paradox of the kingdom is the weakest are the ones who have true strength. And it's the strong who are the weakest. The Bible says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. It's that weak spot in your life that God wants to do something in and God wants to do something through. It's that weak spot in your life that God's saying, man, I I see an opportunity for glory right there. It's that weak spot in your life that God's like, oh, I can see a blessing coming on right there. But we like to hide it behind our, our mask and we don't want to open it up to God. We don't want to admit that there's a problem. Because the mass looks better. The mass is more appeasing to other people's eyes. But when we take off the mask, it doesn't say righteous. It doesn't say holy. It it doesn't say perfect. It says broken. It says flawed. It says in need of healing. It says desperation. It says depression. Underneath the mask, there's things that we deal with every single day that God is waiting to be a part of. God's saying, I see your brokenness. If you'll just let me have it, if you'll just let me have it, I can do something with that brokenness we hide it because we think it's 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 appalling to God but God says you know what I understand that it's an open wound now but when I'm done there's gonna be a scar it may not look pretty but it will be a testimony of my grace and my mercy it will be a testimony of my power it'll be a testimony of what I am doing in your life Amen, amen. We may be broken and we may be flawed, but it's all right because there's a God who every day wants to have access to those broken pieces. He can make something beautiful of broken things. God is irresistibly drawn to those who can cut through the self-deception cut through the posturing and cry out to an omnibenevolent God. Is there anybody this morning who can just say underneath your breath, I can use a healing. I could use a blessing. I can use a touch from God. I can use a, a, a nice mending. There's some old wounds that I've been dealing with for such a long time that I have not given to God because I don't want God to think that that I'm broken. The mistake we tell ourselves, the mistake that we often fall into is I've been in this for so long. There's no way that I'm broken. I've been in this for so long. I, I... I know everything. I've heard everything preached. I've felt everything there is to feel. I've experienced so much. But let me tell you something. Even you, even me, still need a blessing from God. Even those who've been in the house for so long still are broken. But God fixed it. I'm good. Yes, He fixed it. It's under the blood. But it's in our nature to fall. It's in our nature to make mistakes. 
It's in our nature to be offended. We're offended about things that happened 10 years ago. And God's like, just hand it over. I got a solution for it. Just give it to me. I, I got a solution for it. And instead of addressing it, we want to hide it. Because we don't want anybody to see our shame. We don't want anybody to see our problems. We don't want anyone to think that we've fallen or we're, we're no longer in church, right? You are the church. The question is not, are you in church? Is are you the church? And the church must seek God day in and day out. We don't have to hide our brokenness and we don't have to pretend. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. The scripture promises that God remains with those who are broken. Isaiah 61, 3. God promises to give those who mourn and are broken a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, a mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. God's looking for broken people. God's looking for open and honest people who can say, my dependency is not on myself, but on you. There's a real problem with doing good. All right. Everyone wants to do good. I want to do good. All right. Anybody else want to do good? Go ahead and raise your hand. I want to do good. I want to do all right. But the temptation of doing good is sometimes, not you guys, because you guys are perfect. (laughs) There's a temptation to think that we are no longer in need of God. I have the the marriage, the career, I have the clothes, I have, you know, I'm not dealing with dramatic problems anymore. But the danger is that you're taking your dependency off of God and putting it on yourself. The danger is that you're detaching yourself from the kingdom of God. You're detaching yourself from God because you got what you wanted. And God can't do much with that. God can't do so much with perfect people. There's no such thing, but when we pretend, God cannot bless who we pretend to be. He can only bless who we are. God is not interested in blessing a mask. He's willing to bless what's underneath the mask. He's not interested in blessing the shield. He's looking to bless the person behind the shield. He wants to get into our lives. He wants to see the problems. We may coward and and fall into shame, but God says, I want it. I want it. The broken pieces, I want it. Oh God, but I, 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 I cannot not, not speak like Moses. I can't preach. I, I, I can't be a man for you. God says, I'll take the brokenness. God, I have problems with my family. Let me mend it. But God, but God, but God. And he says, give me, give me, give me. If you'll just give me your mistakes. If you'll just give me the problems. If you'll just give me the turmoil. I promise I can do something with it. Yeah. 
illusion that we're perfect. The illusion that we're doing all right. I want to take a second just to preach to all of the people who are involved in ministry, all the musicians, all the singers. I did this in the first service and I I have to do it. It's so easy for us to hide behind talent. Talent does not mean you're doing all right. It's easy for us to hide behind good clothes or easy for us to hide behind, you know, success or to hide behind our ministry or our anointing. Ooh. But that does not mean that you're doing all right. You may be able to fool the church, but God sees the heart. God sees the heart. He sees where you're broken. He sees where you're falling apart. And he says, even you, just because you're broken does not mean you're less than a man or a woman of God. God can still do a work in your heart and in your life. Oh God, take my brokenness. Take my brokenness where I'm falling and mistaken. God, take it for your glory. And we fall into the mistake of thinking that if we're weak, that's it. They're never going to look at me the same. Because perception is reality. At least that's what we're taught. Let me tell you what, perception is not reality. You can perceive one thing and it may be something completely different. If someone comes to the altar and they're bawling their eyes out and they're crying and they're sobbing and they're making noise, they, they just can't help themselves and you think in the back of your head, oh, there's something, God bless them, they're broken. God bless them, there's something wrong. Oh, they must be going through something. They, they must have made a bad mistake. They must have transgressed against the Lord. Listen, 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 listen. That's not the mistake. The mistake is believing that you're not broken yourself. They're not the ones who are wrong. It's us who are wrong. When we look at someone else who's seeking in their brokenness and pursuing God. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. I need something from God and I'm not going to let my pride get in the way. I'm not going to let my pretending get in the way. I'm not going to let my acting get in the way. But I'm going to walk with boldness towards the throne of grace and say, God, I'm broken. If you can use anything, Lord. Oh, if you want to restore somebody, God, here I am. Here's my hunger. Here's my desperation. Here's my heart, God. I don't want to be one of the people that go to God on judgment day and he's like, I I never knew you. I never knew you, but, but God, I preached, and God, I played the drums, and God, I did this, and I did that. Yeah, you did it, but from behind a mask. And God's looking for people who can be transparent with him. I want to confess that I am broken. I'm broken in ways that, that no one else can comprehend. I understand that I'm broken. I understand that there's a need for God in my life. And I'll take it one step further. I know that you're broken because we're all broken. And to a lesser extent, my wife is broken. <laughs> but we're all desperately in need of God. 
if we're not pursuing his presence, if we're not pursuing his righteousness, if we're not pursuing his healing, we're pretending that all is well and falling into that lie that I'm fine. And God reaches, but he won't remove our mask from us. He's not going to snap it off of our face. He's waiting for us to lay it down. He's waiting for us to say, look, God, I'm dealing with some things. I need you now. The thing about broken things, particularly broken people, is it's not the brokenness that motivates them to change. It's the brokenness that creates desperation. It's, I'm broken, but I can live with this brokenness. But when you get to the point where you're like, God, I can't live with this brokenness anymore. I can't, I can't live with this dilemma. I can't live with these problems. I can't live with these temptations. I cannot live with this, with this stone wrapped around my neck. God, I need to be delivered from this today. You know that you're desperate when you put a timeline on your prayer. God, I need this today. I I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't understand what's going to happen, but I need this today. And I will push past the crowd if I have to. I don't care what people say of me. If you have to bust off the roof and and drop me in by a string, I'm going to get my blessing today. And when that transparency and that boldness is activated, God can do something with that level of faith. Because whenever you say, you know what, I'm done pretending, I'm going to be who I am, and I know that God is going to bless me in spite of my mistakes. But we see other people, and we think, oh, there's something wrong with them. I've so many times, so many times, even, even in ministry, you'll, you'll hear people say, you know, I, I can't go pray at the altar because people are going to think I'm struggling with something. Right? I, I can't go sob because if I go sob, people are going to think I'm messed up. I'm not going to dance and rejoice. I'm not going to go and bawl my eyes out because I know that there's going to be people in the pews who are still judging me. And so our heart longs for a place of redemption, a place of healing, a place of completeness. But our pride says, but what about the people behind me? And when you get so focused in your vision and all you see is God, all you see is that healing. All you see is the completeness of your life. You begin to blur out the people who are judging you. You begin to blur out the people who are behind you that are saying, oh, there's something wrong with them. I want to take a second and preach this morning. There's nothing wrong with you. There's something right with you. If you're broken and you're hungry for a God who can make your life right, there is nothing wrong with you. There's something right with you. The person who has something wrong with them is a person who leans back and says, oh, there's something wrong with them. It's the person who's seeking, the person who's hungry, the person who's desperate. 
healed. It's those who continually seek, who continually say, God, I'm in need. Not I once was in need. Not I used to be in need. I'm in a consistent state of need. (laughs) When God sees a spirit like that, he'll move heaven and earth to make them whole. You want to see someone who has a blessing of God follow them? You, you find someone who's in a consistent need of God. You find someone who's continually seeking after the Lord. God, I understand that I'm broken, but I know that your mercy and your grace is sufficient. I know that you, there's a reason why his mercies are new every morning. There's a reason why his grace is more than sufficient. It's because I need it continuously. Musicians, if you could come. I know that when we pretend, it makes life easier. We don't have to explain the things that are going wrong in our life. I understand that I'm fine is a lot easier than telling your business. I was joking earlier about Anthony. Anthony is the type of person who will tell you the good, the bad, the ugly, whether you want to hear it or not. <laughs> there's, no, there's no holding back. And so one day I went up to him and I was like, you know, I, I was having a good day. And I was like, how you doing, my brother? And he goes, God's good. <laughs> and I thought, if that's not an honest response, I don't. First off, that's not what I asked. <laughs> He said, God's good. I understand what he was implying. It's it's all right to admit to brokenness. And it's all right to admit that, that there's places in your heart where you do not feel complete. There's things that you may be dealing with that you don't want anybody else to know. But what we cannot do is hide that from God. Because God is hungry for the broken pieces. The pieces that everyone throws out, God says, I'll take this, I'll take that, I'll take this. And when I put something back together again, it's going to be a work of art. It's going to be a testimony for the kingdom of God. It's going to be something to rejoice about, something to be thankful about, something to, to say, God, I know you're the one who did it. When God's done with the broken pieces, the parts that everyone else threw by the wayside, it's going to be something that draws people. When God's, when God's done taking to and fro from the gutters, from the highways and the byways, when he puts it back together, it's going to be something that the world will want. But you may not see your value. You may not see your worth. You see the brokenness and you toss it by the wayside. There's nothing I can do with that. And God says, let me fix it. 
just give it to me. Oh, there's nothing that can be done with this. I'm messed up. And God says, give it to me. I can do something with it. Ah, how could a God so perfect love a soul so broken? How can a God who is so magnificent love something so something that seems so insignificant? How could God who's on his throne reach for me in my brokenness, in my mistakes? And he says, I'll take it. Cast your cares upon him. For he cares for you. And I understand that before I give this altar call. God's probably working in somebody right now. And you're thinking, what if God fixed this today? What if God brought the answer today? What if God made me whole today? If you would all stand. Now I got like three more minutes of preaching me. And it's going to be an intense three minutes. But I want you to rejoice over the fact that God has not given up on you. That God has not given up on me. That the broken pieces in my life, God has been collecting them when I've been throwing them by the wayside. God's been ready to do a work in my life, but I've been hiding behind a mask. And the mask may say righteous. The mask may say fulfilled, success, completed. But God sees right through that mask. God sees right through the pretending and the posturing. God sees right through the pride. God sees right through uh, us, us acting as though everything's all right. And he sees the problem and he says, I'm reaching for you in spite of your mistakes. I'm reaching for you in those broken places. I can't do much with perfection, but I can do something with things that are less than. Oh, you give me the, the messed up parts. You give me the dirt. You give me the filth. And I will make something beautiful, something clean, something without spot or blemish. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All I need. All I need. All I need is you, God. Here's why. Because those broken pieces, sometimes it's, it's a consistent state of affliction. But God will take the pain and replace it with joy. God will take the pain and replace it with his presence. God will take the pain and 
and replace it with something that will help you walk with boldness and confidence that will help you realize I may be broken but I'm still his oh Oh, come on, somebody. I may be broken, but I'm still his. I may be afflicted, but I'm still his. I may feel as though my world is crumbling down, but I'm still his. So excuse me if I worship. So excuse me if I seek. Excuse me if I'm desperate. Excuse me if there's tears running down my face. Excuse me if I look undignified. Because I need that blessing. I need that healing. I need that power, that strength, that glory, that mercy. Before I ask anybody to move forward. I want you to reach up towards God and I want you to ask for him to make you complete. You say, oh, I feel like I'm doing all right. God, I ask that you would mend the parts of me that I don't even know are broken. I ask that you would fix the places that I don't even know are are not right. I ask God that you would give me joy unspeakable. I ask Lord Jesus that you would help me to walk in your spirit. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, God, you see it. You see it. I can't pretend. I can't hide it from you. I can't act as though I'm not complete, God. Now, if there's anybody in the building, this message resonates with you. You understand. You think that there's some place that God can speak life into. I want you to take a step towards this altar. Yes, Lord. With our brokenness, we drag it to the altar, God. With the pieces, we make our way to your throne, God. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four stars. By doing so, you will help others find it and also bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times and church ministries, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us.